Welcome back. Episode 100 of the Ranting Ranges podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett. And as crazy it is to say, we have reached 100 episodes. Thank you for the support. It really means a lot. It's crazy to think that it's been two years since we started this. It's been a wild ride. And for our 100th episode, we're honored to have on returning guest, MSG host, Bill Pito. Just want to let you all know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN, subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. Quick announcement before we get started, we just dropped Breaking Bread merch. You can find it at insidetherink.com and you click shop above. We'll also be tweeting out the link later today. And we are honored to have returning guest, MSG host, Bill Pito. Bill, how's it going? Good. Good to be on with you guys again. New season coming up. Here we go. Let's go Rangers. Absolutely. So to kick it off, obviously the Rangers didn't make any big splashy offseason moves, but they did sign some pretty solid depth players. How do you imagine those players making an impact for the Rangers this season? Also, do you think that maybe those depth players added up couldn't, in a sense, make the same impact as one big player, given the fact that, you know, those players, their roles are exactly kind of what the Rangers needed? I would. And also, you got to really give Chris Drury, I think, a lot of credit uh, for getting these guys at the contracts that they signed them to. None of them are high risk. None of them are uh, have a base of uh, over a million dollars. You got Benino, you got Wheeler, you got. We'll see about Quick. You mentioned Gustafson. I, I don't know how he could have done any better filling up roster spots at the cost that he did was able to do. Yeah, absolutely. That was a a masterful class uh, act there with a uh, very little cap space to go with. Um, turning to the kids, uh, which of Kito, Lafreniere, and Kako do you think has the biggest leap forward this year, and why do you think that is? Well, I think Kito, you can say, is there. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Obviously, he's been banged up in camp. It looks like he's ready to go. Um, Lafreniere really concerns me. I don't know what's happening there. Hopefully, you know, it looks like he's going to be slotted maybe on the second line now. Hopefully that is something that can get him going. But I think Kako is poised. Kako is so good with the body, protecting the puck. I think when he is playing with the guys he's playing with, I think Kapo Kako could have a big year. Out of the three kids, which do you think should be on the first power play? If if you would have to pick from the three. Um, I, I, there's just, I don't know that that's even a, a question that needs to be dealt with because they're not going to be on the power play, the first power play. You know, they're not, I don't think they're going to get any time on there given the level of talent that the Rangers have on that first power play. Now we'll see. Galana, of course, never played the second power play. Yeah. But uh, we'll see maybe if the second power play this year gets uh, gets more time. You don't think any of them, if they really start popping off, could maybe replace Trocek on that first power play? Maybe Heedle. I, I don't what did what would you say to that? What would you well, how would you answer that? Uh I, I personally do think that I would like to see either Heedle or possibly Kako um take that spot i mean not that trocek i mean obviously he's a great defensive player um but i don't necessarily think that he's a linchpin on what makes that power play work and it'd be kind of fun to see if one of those could kids could step into that role especially kako just because he is so good at controlling possession um you know so that's they, 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 that bumper spot is an underrated spot and uh you know maybe kako would be a good uh a good fit in that in that, that role that's a good point and speaking of, uh, you know, maybe changing up things as well, um, we know that they're best buds, but do you think there's any value in potentially splitting up Zibanejad and Kreider from each other on that top line? I, I, to me, you know, 
I just think there's so much juggling that goes on. And again, I, I mentioned earlier, I don't know how Laviolette is uh, is going to handle that, but uh, Kreider and Zibanejad have been, a, uh, I don't know, obviously when Panarin was with Strom, that was a heck of a uh, tandem, but there's no other tandem that's, that's really that, that close right now. You know, it would be nice if Panarin could get some chemistry going with, with uh, what looks to be like it's going to be Heedle there on that second line. I mean, that would be important, but I think Kreider and Zibanejad work so well together that I, I don't know what, what the benefit would be to splitting them up in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely understand that take. Other than injuries, do you see any other scenario where the Rangers bring up Othman this year? You know, he, uh, Cooley looks like he's a keeper. Uh, you know, if they made a trade at the trade deadline and uh, that freed up a uh, spot for Othman, the thing is, is you can't bring Othman up unless he's going to get minutes in the top six. And right now, unless you're going to do something drastic and trade Lafreniere, uh, and who knows? Uh, unless you're going to part with uh, a top six winger at this point, I don't know that he, there's a spot for him this season. Uh, he was great in junior. We showed his highlights all the time on uh, the 150, and he had a good camp. And it's not going to hurt him to spend uh, you know, a half a year or so in the AHL if that's where it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. That seems like the prudent thing to do for sure. Speaking of new additions this year, you know, Gustafson looked really good in preseason. Uh, how do you think that changes the Rangers game, especially like in relation to breakouts? Well, he's really tight with Laviolette. And Laviolette's uh, hinted that he might even get some power play time. You know, uh, they go, they have a great history. Um, I, I guess in terms of the technical aspect of getting out of the zone, if Gustafson can help, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. Um, obviously, he's kind of stuck there. I don't want to say stuck, but going to be on that third pair but he's got a skill set that the coach likes so he may get some uh, more minutes than a lot of people anticipate interesting there's been a lot of talk about just Sterking improving his uh, mental game have you heard anything regarding that and how do you think that helps him or impacts this season well we'll have to see uh my concern right now is behind him because you know Jonathan Quick is going to have to play 20 games and you have to get some production out of your backup goalie. And I just hope, I know they got him at good value, and I know they're not paying him a lot, but I hope it. Uh, the preseason is not indicative of what we're going to see from him. I couldn't comment on Shesterkin's mental approach, uh, but I can tell you working with Valaket and being around Henrik Lundqvist, the mental approach is the number one thing. And Valley always makes this point, and we know Shesterkin can do it. You never know if a guy can be a number one until he is put into that slot and has to play three games a week and bounce back after tough losses and handle all the adversity that comes with being a number one goalie. Valley always makes a point. You never know until a guy is in the number one spot if he can handle it. There's no question that Shesterkin can handle it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned quick because that actually was our next question. Uh, you know, he's obviously – nearing the end of his career and has had a few rough seasons the last couple of years as well. Uh, do you know what they saw in getting him versus bringing back Halak, who was a pretty reliable backup last year? I think it's all economics. I think Halak may have priced himself out of the league. He wanted over a million, a million two, I think. And uh, they got quick for what, 800. Yeah. I think the economics, it came right down to economics. You know, there are reports that Tyler Mott priced himself out of the Rangers. Uh, where he ended up signing for 800K. He could have gotten 800K from the Rangers, but was asking during the summer for uh, whatever it was that the Rangers couldn't pay, and uh, now Mott's elsewhere. So 
I think uh, Halak potentially priced himself out of a return. And yeah, it's interesting just because he didn't end up signing anywhere yet. So it's like, well, wouldn't that still be at least, you know, <laughs> another 900K in your pocket instead of nothing? Well, maybe they bring him back. I mean, I don't know. If Quick doesn't work out or there's an injury, do you see them going with Garand? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really hard thing to ask uh, with this team and the pressure on this team to win and succeed uh, and the expectations that they will succeed. I just don't think you could go untested in the net, not for this group. Uh, I, I just don't think it's the right circumstance or the right timing for an untested goalie to get an opportunity uh, with this organization at this point. Yeah, I, I would echo that as well. Um, have you heard much about what is expected uh, out of Cooley? I mean, obviously he had a great camp, uh, but initially when he was talking about it, it seemed like he was a favorite to kind of join the team as a fourth line guy because he has that grit to his game, but the practice line so how far have him slotted more in the middle six. Uh, do, do you know what they expect his role to be this year? Well, Peter Laviolette, I don't know if you saw uh, this quote, he compared uh, Cooley to Tom Wilson. And uh, if Cooley ends up being Tom Wilson, Ooh. then we got something. I think they feel like he's got a little more to add. I mean, right now that, that third line of Trocek, Wheeler, and Cooley could be very – you know, Wheeler's a big guy and has had a really good career. Cooley's got a lot of size. That could be an interesting group. Uh, you can all obviously, you know, move Goudreau up and move Cooley back to the fourth line or whatever the case may be. But I think they want to give Cooley a shot with Trocek and Wheeler right now. I'm interested to see what that looks like. How do you see the Rangers matching up against the Devils this year? Well, uh, the I, 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 you guys obviously watch closely. I've been watching this for a while. I've never seen a swing from games one and two to the rest of the series. I don't know how you can explain what happened. My concern continues to be the devil's speed. The Rangers didn't get much faster. They got older. They got maybe more savvy. They did not add speed. And I think uh, the speed against the devils is, is a real concern. It was a problem last year after games one and two. And, and hopefully uh, it's not a, a problem this time around, but I don't see why it wouldn't be a problem. Going back to some of the pairings here, um, you know, we only saw it for part of one preseason game, but a lot of fans have been clamoring to see uh, Miller and Fox pair together. Uh, do you like that idea at all, or do you see any utility in trying to see that as an extended look at all? I don't know. I I, I think people th – these defensive pairings to me are, are not, not that – I mean, you got your top four. Who plays with who? I know these guys have been playing with their deep pair partner now for the better part of two or three years. Hey, Lobby let may, may, may make a switch. I, I think uh, if things don't go well, fans love to talk about all this stuff, but I, I don't know that how significant it would be if they actually changed a, a, a deep pair or two uh, for a period of time. I, I think these coaches love to tinker with it. Uh, potentially fans love to talk about it, but I, I don't know if, I mean, do you really think if they were to switch to deep pairs that it would be that significant? You know, the, the only thing that makes me wonder is that it, you know, um, Truba and Miller are both great defending against the rush. I feel like when they get pinned in their zone, they both have a tendency to kind of leave their assignment. Um, and so I do wonder if maybe Fox and Miller and, and Truba and, um, um, oh my God, blanking on, on his name now, uh, Lindgren, uh, Lindgren wouldn't, wouldn't work well together as far as covering each other a little bit. Cause right now it seems like in their own zone that Miller and Truba both kind of have the same, I don't want to call it a failure, but the same, tendency to to kind of get trapped or chase the buck a little bit well 
Uh, you know what? You sound like a, you should be coaching. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a great breakdown. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely food for thought. I mean, personally, for me, I would like to see them try Lindgren and Truba just because of that, you know, Lindgren being a defensive defenseman, Truba has that little extra freedom. And with Miller also being offensive minded, even though, yes, Fox is also, you know, offensive minded with him, you know, being the smartest defenseman in the league, I think they could work it out. If it doesn't, I mean, you could always change back and it, this would be the time to do it. But, you know, who knows? Um, last question. Will you be bringing back the slang from Twitter for MSG 150 this year? Uh, did you guys, I'm out of, I'm out of phrases. You guys got anything? My daughter, <laughs> I, I got 20 something daughters. They try to keep me, uh, keep me up to speed. I, uh, I no cap, no kissy with a, was a huge hit. Oh yeah. That was, that was great. I mean, we, you could definitely crowdsource that one anytime you like. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do it on the season opener. Yeah, there we go. I like it. I like it. Um, we did have, uh, uh, one last round of the ranting Rangers now, uh, 150, uh, we got 14 rapid fire questions here, a real short answer. Uh, are you up to see if we can do it this time? Yeah. Let, what happened last time? We went over. <laughs> okay. All right. You better get the clock right. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm starting the clock right now. All right. How how, many, wait, 14 answers and how long? Uh, 150 seconds. So, okay. Yeah. With the question. All right. So starting right. now. How many points does Lafreniere end up with this year? 42. Uh, same question, Keandre Miller. Uh, 47. Uh, who wins the Vezina this year? Mm. Uh, see, I'm losing my time when I got to think here. Igor Shosturkin. Boom, I like it. Who wins the Norris this year? Connor Bedard. Ooh. No, no, Norris. <laughs> Norris, I got the wrong, the wrong, uh, Carlson. Carlson again, all right. Um, where did the Rangers finish in the division? The Rangers are going to finish third in the division and make the playoffs. Excellent. Uh, what NHL team will be the most improved this year? The O-Ottawa Senators. Ooh, I like that one. Uh, how many games until Cooley scores his first NHL goal? Game five. Game five, all right. Uh, will Valley take over when Benoit Lair retires? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, what will be the final score in the Rangers Sabres opening that game? Rangers four, Sabres two. I like it. Do the uh, do the Islanders make the playoffs this year? Islanders will not make the playoffs. Ah, uh, you hate to see it. Not really. Uh, who's your favorite current player that is not on the Rangers? Uh... I like uh, Connor McDavid. All right. Uh, two more. How many points has Connor Bedard finished with this year? 74. Ooh, all right. And he's going to be the Calder winner. And not obviously can't be the Norris winner, but he could be the Hart winner too. How Ooh. about that? Bold. Bold prediction. All right. We're just going to make it here. Uh, what song would you choose to replace the Rangers goal song? Can't replace the Rangers goal song. All Unless right. That's the best answer. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. All right. We can't just made it. it. We did it. In, 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 we did it. We made the 150. We made the 150. Yeah, we went over before, right. but we just did it. We had four seconds to spare. All right, great. Fantastic. Great. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for coming on. We always appreciate your insights, and always appreciate talking with you. And uh, uh, glad we were able to work out the little technical issues here as yeah. well. My apologies for the issues here. We got Com Comcast, of course, being uh, is having a hard time putting the, getting the thing to restore. But thank you uh, for your patience, guys. All right. All right, thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for coming. On. All right, anytime. Thank you.